And you gonna rap for me today? That voice you hear is the one and only Jonathan Abram, rookie from the Raiders, who I'm gonna be honest, as I sit here with Brian Westbrook for another edition of the Roundtable here on the Left Coast Show. Uh-huh. I mean, you're ridiculous right now. Why do we call this a round table and it doesn't look round? You're coming in here with a turtleneck. You showed up late because you had a calzone. Yeah, you put me on. And then he, he, I mean, you're already coming for Westbrook's neck for questioning Darius Slay being the best quarter in the NFL because he went to Mississippi State. Mississippi State has the best players in the league. So I don't know if you, do you see the video that I did with him for Ditch the Playbook? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Behind the camera. I like that. Yes. It's a good move though. It's a good look. I And when I tell you, Westbrook, that they were supposed to be able to talk for a while and then he was going to go and yeah. like confront them yeah. on the third one. The guy was like, man, the Raiders suck. And he was like in their face. Yeah. What the fuck you doing? Talk about my Raiders. I saw the attitude come out, oh. the atti- but that's, that's what makes you unique. And there are so makes many you more you. things that are not in there yeah. that like, like, the, like I kept looking at me like, calm down. Yeah. They're no. making me angry. Let them go. But Let them Ra- go. But the Raiders Nation's loving it right now. Yeah. Because they're like, that's Abram, ride or die. <laughs> How you holding up? How is it with the arm? How is it not playing? Because I know you wanted to play. I'm holding up good. Shit. Holding on by a couple of anchors, a couple of screws. Yeah. What did we get done? Um, so, tore my rotator cuff, ligaments, and capsules. So, they had to go in, four incisions, put in, basically just put the muscle back on the bone. Damn. So it's, it's shit ugly. So that happened in the second quarter. Yeah. And then you play the third, the fourth quarter. Yeah. How'd that feel? Did I you get shot up? That's the first question. No, nah, I didn't know. So you didn't even know. So like, you know how like you pop your knuckles mm-hmm. in your hand? That's kind of what the shoulder felt like. And so I kept telling one of the corners, like, because it just felt weird. It felt like my shoulder was sitting on top of like where it's supposed to be. He wiggled it and it slipped back in. Okay. And so... It was just like the arm was like weak, so I couldn't really use it. So I just, I was like, man, fuck that. I'm going to just use my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he just threw his right so shoulder. So you just tucked it. Yeah. So I'm going to let people in a little secret of what happened. This shoot was the day after the injury. Yeah. And he came in and I saw on his face right away and I was like, motherfucker. And I almost texted him that that night, the Monday night when the game was against Denver, because there was one play where he missed a tackle on Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, his right arm just like his left arm just like fell. That was Cortland Sutton over the middle. Yes, Cortland Sutton. He wasn't yeah. right. You could tell. And he I was like, right. I was like, that didn't look we- that looked weird. But like he still drilled a dude later on the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like so, and and so this is what I appreciate about John is that shoot probably took like two hours. He was like, he he was like his arm was like limp the whole time, like he couldn't even put a sweatshirt on. Yeah. So I appreciate him. He manned up. He but did. That, that's what you need. The young guys manning yeah. up. That's pretty cool. Nothing wrong with that. I woke up that morning. Oh, I tried to pick that? up my kid. Oh my god! <laughs> I rolled over and I looked at my girl. I was like, yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. It's messed up. How, how long is the rehab? Six months. Six months. Wow, that's, mm. that's a long rehab, man. Yeah. Can't do nothing. Obviously, no running, nothing. No, nothing. Just have to lay there, let them work on the areas around it, do mm-hmm. abs. Like, it's annoying. Are yeah. they already coming up with, like, sort of 
once you can go, how how fast you're going to go? Have they already kind of figured that out, the rehab process? Yeah, so um, starting in three weeks. So, like, first, these three weeks is just straight, like, massage, soft tissue. In the next three weeks, I get the sling off. It's just going to be scalp, scrap, scalp retracts and stuff like that, just tricep pumps, trying to just get the arm, some blood back up in there. Yeah. It was interesting to me because right after the game, Gruden came out and was like, he, John's got to be smarter. And in a weird way, you your position, the hard-hitting safety, is like the mobile quarterback. Yeah. We always tell Lamar, get out of bounds. We tell Kyler, slide. With you guys, it's like, as I've said in this podcast to you before, the hard-hitting safety is my favorite position in all of sports. Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott. It's a dying breed. And so the fact that you're like, I don't need to get shot up. I'll play the second half. I'll just hit you with this one. Yeah. Have they already kind of talked to you about when you get back? How do you maintain you being the dog that you are, but That's also being smart? the first thing. Like, every time he see me, he, we talk about it. You know, he hugged me. He'd be like, man, I miss you. <laughs> and then he'd just be like, remember, the best thing is availability. Mm. The best ability is available. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, I like tell Gruden. The truth. I, I love Gruden, but that position, hard, knock yeah. you in the mouth. I'm going to try to kill you if you come across the middle. That's the position that players fear. I remember playing against Dawkins, obviously, in yeah. practice. I remember against uh, 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 Ed Reed, and he wasn't a hard-hitting guy. He would kind of get you but if you weren't you looking. You were looking yeah. yeah, he'll hit you then. Um, Sean Taylor was a hard-hitting guy. Those are the guys offensive. You're like, okay, we got to plan around this guy. Yeah. We can't be affected by that guy because hard-hitting safeties change your outlook. Yeah. That means receivers don't want to go across the middle. That means running backs, instead of going straight down the line, they got to try to figure out a way to get to the outside. That position has almost been – pushed out of the league I know. by the rules and, and different things that's going on. But when you have that guy, there's nobody that wants to come in the middle. Remember Dawkins hit Algie Crumpler in the NFC Championship I, game? I interviewed. He almost killed that hold dude. Hold on. So I interviewed Algie Crumpler this summer. <laughs> he almost killed him. <laughs> it was one of the best. And Algie Crumpler was 270. Dawkins yeah, might have been 210. So I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kind of bring you up to speed on a little bit of podcast things. I have always said that my pro player comparison is Algie, Algie Crumpler. Really? <laughs> I think I have a similar body to him. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I would be like the slow tight end over the middle where if I got 20 yards, people are excited. But I interviewed Algie Crumpler, and, and I said, how many people talk about, and I didn't even finish the sentence. He goes, everybody brings up that hit. Mm -hmm. And he says, the number one thing that pisses me off is, because I went to him, when Dawkins laid that hit, I knew we were going to win that game. He goes, the next play, Wark Dunn scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. But no one remembers that because no. we see the hit and we go, oh, the game is yeah. over. But that's the hard-hitting safety. I don't want you to lose that, but I also want you to be in the league for a decade. So, like, I'm right there with Gruden where I'm like, like, because Gruden's like, fucking kill him. But at no, the same time. The question is, don't. do you think it's possible that's to get question. that out of your game? Because in my mind, no. you've been playing like that forever. No. You can't get that out your mind. If somebody like comes right towards now, you, you're trying to knock their head off. Like right now. Like I'm in pain. If if they needed me to suit up, if they not. I'm not gonna say they needed me to, cause they let if you. If they let me right. suit up Sunday, like coming out this bye week, I would get the shot in it, and y'all would be like, he's a maniac, mm -hmm. and I would hit people with my left shoulder, mm -hmm. cause it'd be numb. I wouldn't feel right it. Right shoulder. No, in the left, cause I wouldn't feel it. Yeah. Oh, you would actually shot use up. your yeah. numb, shot up shoulder as a battering ram, and and, and, and level somebody. That's the, but that's the attitude you have to have at that position. But that's the attitude yeah, you want like, to, to lead your defense, Yeah, but I look at this dude as little bro. 
Okay. No. And like, I, I have seen Bob Sanders lead the league quickly. Yeah. I have seen people Eight that years. were great. That was a good, that was a good. And Bob Sanders was smaller then than John. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Good, that's yeah. a good time, though. Eight years. So Gruden, I find to be kind of crazy. Does Gruden think you're crazy? Yes. That's amazing. But he loves it, though. Of course yeah. he does. Yeah. He tells me there's no one like me, and he don't want anyone to be like me. Tone setters. Yeah. Guys that set the tone for the entire team. Yeah. You put him out there, it's and just you like, say, just go and hit somebody in the mouth. Just like in college. You know, like I told you when I came here the first time, the guys around me were, like, really good guys. But – you know, every every game they weren't always just exactly ready to go. Like Jeff and Sweat, like if they needed somebody to make Jeffrey a play, Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, and they needed somebody to make a play or get 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 everybody going, they come to me and be like, "Let's mm-hmm. go!" Mm-hmm. And you'd pop that running back on the on the wheel and, route. Oh, he'll run a bubble or something. Yeah. I just smoke somebody. Yeah. And then after that, it's we. This is the first time in my life because I know you now. Mm-hmm. Where I'm actually that other guy. Usually I'm like, let him get out there and smoke people. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm like, yo, bro. But I also know that like that's your identity. That's your ID. Yeah. So I don't want to take that away. Can't get away from that. No. I'm not going to stop until I'm like a glitch on Madden. When I get to there, I'm, I'm when you're the talk. 99 on Madden. Fuck, nine, fuck 99. I want to get to the point where every time you hit stick with me and, and it hit clean. Coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your goal. That's the life goal. That's hey, pretty good. Until Madden, I know people in Madden. I and, can make this a thing. Listen, when Madden get me there, it's real. Wow. Then I may start cutting people. And, uh, um, so the Raiders, 3-2 and two in London, beat the Bears. Were you there for the game? I knew oh, you were yeah. in London. What was the – because I was going to text you on Saturday and go, hey, I hate to tell you, but I think you guys are going to get smoked tomorrow. And I knew, I just wanted to see how he would have he would have suited up. This would have happened. Fuck this guy. I probably would have came through the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but the 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 energy in the locker room before and the energy in the locker room afterwards. What was that like? I mean, shit. They they put their pants on the same way we do. So you know, I knew the guys in the locker room. They were ready to play. You know, they were fired up. You know, especially with you know what everybody was saying, especially from the offensive side. You know. Saying that, you know, they had like one of the, the best front sevens in the game, which they do. You know, so our old line. Khalil Max coming mm-hmm. to get revenge. Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah, I don't even know why that was like a thing. It, it wasn't like, you know, the Raiders done him bad. It just gave him what he wanted. So That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be there no more. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, I mean, the fans look at it and like, oh, John Gruden made the worst decision. That's one thing, you know, John, you know, he talks about. We don't want anyone here who doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the mindset because going into camp, you obviously had the whole Antonio Brown stuff. And what's the mindset of the team that after all of that stuff went down to go out and win three and games Burfitt so far? And then suspended the Yeah, Burfick and, you know, there, there has to be something that Swiss has said, in my mind, it was focus. us versus the world, and I don't care about nobody else. Only people I care about are these people in this locker room. We all we got, we all we need. I mean, that's all the thing we was, you know, that's been the whole thing from the start. You know, with the A-B situation, we practiced like we weren't going to have him all year. So it didn't matter. So it didn't matter. So right. if we got him, it was going to be the bon- be a bonus. If we didn't have him, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I think the outside world didn't really count on. We, and, we were like, if they don't have him, then they don't have a chance. Yeah. yeah. You guys and, were steadily building I mean, shit, without like, him there. Even when you go watch the game against the Bears, Tyrell Williams out, JJ Nelson out, crazy to me. JJ Nelson out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Dwayne you had Harris in, and he just got cut. Dwayne Harris out. Yeah. So I mean, but that showed God bless Chase Daniel, huh? What we need to do though, 
I mean, like just because me and Josh are pretty close, you know. Jacobs. One, yeah, so the one thing he always says is we need to run the ball more. He got 29 touches. He had 143 yards. Beast. Two TDs. Yeah. I said on Monday's show that I think the Raiders are the most underrated team. I'm not saying that they're the best team, and yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs. But the reason I said it was I think we're still in this where's Antonio mindset. Mm-hmm. The national media is where um, – I look at the team and I go, for enormous offensive linemen, and you're about to get Gabe Jackson back. And like, I don't think the the American public knows how good Gabe Jackson is. This number one guard in the country. This defensive line that was ridiculed last year, all of them are enormous. Like all of those guys are large humans, mm-hmm. um, and they all got something to prove. That's my thing too. Is the and you know this. The NFL, the best team and the worst team. Now, this year's a little bit different. Have you ever heard the saying, don't poke a sleeping bear? Sure. Get him while he sleep. That's the problem. They poked the bear. They woke the bear up. Mm. So, like, with the D-line, like you said, you know, all of those That's guys. That's all are, they heard. They've just been poked all offseason, 13 sacks. And I know that their, their uh, defensive line coach is. Um, Buckner. And I love I, him. He is one of the greatest Love agitators I've ever seen. Like, I feel like he lives in those guys' heads. Oh, he do. Love him. But he's a great coach. Yes. Nasty player. Nasty. Hey, but he, you can right, tell, just Panthers, watching, he, he breathes it. I mean, he lives it. He breathes it. Nasty player. A guy that you didn't want to face in the hole at all. Yeah. But, but you know, I was the thinking. Thing on the, really quick about Buckner, the thing I appreciated, because I, I knew he was going to be great on this hard knocks, because he was great on all or nothing with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And the reason I loved him the most was in that Cardinals locker room when they were making a run, they had Dwight Freeney. And Dwight Freeney was like the super vet. And the amount of times on that show that I would see Buckner sitting back and Freeney was at the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I love coaches that can ride you and at the same time go, this is Dwight fucking Freeney. Tell my men how to do a spin move. Let them do it. That's like, right. that's good coaching is also knowing that you don't know everything. That's right. And I always appreciated that clip. It was so many people that questioned. You're talking about good coaching. Gruden. I mean, I think a lot of people said he's a TV guy. Yep. You know, he inherited a team and won a Super Bowl, things like that. There had to be something, a message. And obviously we saw a lot of it during hard knocks. But there had to be a message more than that. That re- it just kept on coming back to you guys. It got you guys over that hump. Obviously missing Brown and Burfick and all different things. Everyone's doubting you guys. I mean, he made a bunch of damn money. But there's a message that coaches have to get over to a team. What was that thing that he said that kind of clicked in you guys' head that said, you know what, now we're ready to wa- run through a wall for this man? Shit. When he said he ain't in the dreams, he ain't in the nightmares, that done it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody got goals, everybody got dreams, aspirations. They want to do this and do that. But then he come in and he tell you straight up, he don't, he don't care about any of that. He into nightmares. You got dreams of winning the Super Bowl, being the MVP, putting up 200 yards. He in the crushing your dreams. Mm-hmm. He want to see you cry. He want to see you walk away disappointed in shock because we crushed your dreams. Like, that for me was it. Like, Shit, I was. Yeah, I was. yeah. It kind of got me. It got the little tingle a oh, little bit dude, here. Oh, dude, when that YouTube but video then, was going around, I like, was going yeah, nuts. Yeah. And I can't even, like, express or even imitate, you know, how it is coming from him. Because, like, just look at that picture. Uh-huh. Like, that's him. Like, yeah. he's off the wall, like, and he's, he's like, and you know he means it. That's right. Yeah, you guys are both nuts. You guys are both crazy. Yeah, but him, that's like, you guys and then the thing the that, you know, the team appreciates is, you know, you know, people say what they want to say about him, but 
He eats, sleeps, and breathes football. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. I don't even think, like, like his son works with us in the staff, like, in the uh, weight room. Yeah, dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's crazy. I don't even think he acknowledges his family. What I know he does, but just looking at it, it's like it's all football. Right. He talks to him like his strength coach, not like his son, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you've never seen them hug. No. Like, you've never been like, you want to have I just seen tonight? him have a, a father-son moment, you know. What was the father-son moment? They was working out. Shit. Yeah. Oh. And it's just like, that's still dealing with football. They're in there pumping them up. Uh-huh. And they're doing curls. I'm like. So, like, the biggest the biggest fatherhood thing you've seen is John Gruden <laughs> spotting Deuce Gruden? <laughs> them doing Come curls on, son. You can do it. Yeah. All right. Good job. I'm out. Meet me in my office. But there's something, like, <laughs> look. There's, there's this funny thing where uh, people that have never been in a locker room and people that have never dedicated themselves to a craft, they look at like a, an NFL player's job and they compare it to their job. Yeah, and that's and, and it's, it's different. And the thing is, is like Deuce probably loves it too because Deuce doesn't want to be known as John's son. Mm-hmm. You know true. what I mean? Deuce wants to be a great strength coach. And so in a weird way, it's very respectful. But we look at it and we go, if my dad never fucking hugged me and only was like, want to go pump? I'd be like... Something's wrong right, right now, but that's not my life. And I and but I, I love that shit. Uh, I realize that you two both have a weird thing with food. Um, I don't know if you know this about Brian Westbrook. This first of all, it's not weird. So let's just stop there. Ooh. Start it. Start the conversation correctly. This is not a weird thing. He had one of the worst opinions of all time, uh, which True. was that real uh, peanut butter and chocolate are a bad combination. In fact, he believes they're the worst combination. It one is. of the worst. Yeah, it, it is. They, what it is. All right, so let me just. All right, now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you my. I'm gonna give you my backstory to why. Hold on, I have this. For yes, you. yes. I, those Reese's puffs suck. That, but listen, and, and it's all you because the of, right man It's all day. because of Reese's. So as a senior in high school, mm-hmm. what? I had a math teacher. Just be real. His brother. name is Speak Mr. Truth. Steve Riddle. That's his name. He's like probably one of the smartest guys ever in the <laughs> ACT. He got a perfect score coming out of high school. Okay. Like super genius. So. And I, I did, like, AP and everything. So it's only, like, 12 of us in the class. So he brought everybody 12, like, boxes, like, 12 little pieces. You know, it's two in the pack. Two, yes. 12 cups of Reese's. Real Reese's cups, not the solos, the real the doubles. Ones, the doubles. God bless those people. He gave us 30 minutes. If you could eat 12, so it was a total of 24 <laughs> in 30 oh. minutes, he would give you, it was like $1,000. Wow. No one done it. And this man ruined Reese's Cups for you. Listen, you after like about four or five like packs, they taste like sand. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants it. tastes like dirt. It anymore. So I don't, I, have, I haven't eaten a Reese's since that That's day. That's because they like don't go together. before then? I mean, it wasn't, it was never my go-to snack. Mm-hmm. So after that, it was just completely yeah, ruined. probably like airheads. I knew this heads, was a good man right here. Silly string. Knew he was a good man. I, I felt it. I felt the energy. with you people? Nobody wants like, that. If I get chocolate, it's going to be just chocolate. Ain't no peanut butter. This is a good man. Good man. We I need him back on the show. I ain't eat week. no peanut butter, jelly have, sandwiches, none of that. I am uncovering a world you, that I didn't know existed. I'm with you. So another one, I don't eat hot sauce. Well, now now you've taken it way too damn far now. You're you from listen. the South, If you don't like hot sauce, there's something wrong hey, with you. Hey, let me tell you what Did you have a math <laughs> teacher that made you drink a thing of hot sauce? Nah, so I was in eighth grade, and... All my friends, so one of my friends brought some 357 Mad Dog ghost pepper to school. It's like one of the hottest hot sauces in the world. <laughs> school has ruined all food for you. Man, exactly. listen. So they, they bet me $1,000 if I could drink a teaspoon of it and go 10 minutes without drinking anything. 
What? How much so, money? Where are these kids getting all this? What type of school yeah, is this? No, this is a, one of those expensive private schools. No, nah, that's no, a 2A small school. It was like everybody put in on it. It was like $100. Oh, okay. Everybody okay. put in like $100. Okay. And so, man, I didn't even get a teaspoon because like, we didn't have a spoon. So I put on a Dorito chip, like covered the Dorito chip. <laughs> eat it. Nacho or Cool Ranch? Uh, it don't even matter. Okay. Man, after like two minutes, the chip was, the hot sauce was so hot that they gave me the day off from school. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> I had to go. I, You're crying. Your mouth was watering. I put mayonnaise on my skin. I felt like my skin was burning. I was drinking milk. I clawed the toilet up, put ice in it, and had to sit my ass in it because, like, my <laughs> balls and my ass was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> what? What just happened? Is it the hot, one Dorito. One Dorito. Pepper. From, no, from the hot sauce. The hot sauce, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. since that day, I have not eaten hot sauce, no buffalo wing, no nothing. Because like, I, I think that people have this. So, like, my... Ice I, in the toilet. Not ice Man, in the listen, toilet. It, that's the... <laughs> Dude, I believe you. I'm not a hot guy. Like, I, like when I went to my fiance's I house, bought some, and I let one of my teammates try it. I got a video of him, like... Puking for like three hours straight. Wow. wow! Wow! No, I don't do that shit. Maybe you shouldn't go with the hottest hot sauce. Maybe just like the medium. I don't even. Maybe a hot sauce. Is my wife. Mid, I'm not even midway. eating buffalo sauce. Yeah, that's that. Honey no. mustard and barbecue. Honey life. mustard and barbecue mustard for life. life. That's tough. sweet and sour. But I, I think everybody has a flavor, a food, a drink, an alcohol that they had a bad experience Absolutely. with. And like for example, I don't eat. Tropical Skittles, the purple pack. Because when I was like 12, I was not feeling great, what? and I had a few, and I threw up, and now whenever I have that flavor, I think it, it clicks and yes. makes you feel like you got to puke. Yeah. I had the same way with uh, uh, Three Olives Grape Vodka. Okay. I had too much of it one night, and then like the next morning, I was like walking in the bathroom, and I smelled it because the cap was uh-huh. open. Uh-huh. Same thing, Patron. Uh-huh. Patron, I smell it. As soon as really? I smell it. No good. Are you not a tequila fan at all? Hate tequila. Hate tequila. It was, it was one long night in Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. And that wasn't, it wasn't good. Ever since then, I don't, don't even don't want to smell it. That smell. Wow. It's the smell that gets you. I love tequila. Nah. Bad day. Bad wow. day for whoever cleaned up that room. So your other weird thing is the salmon salmon thing. Uh, when that happened on Hard Knocks, <laughs> did you know it was going to be a thing that you were going to have to talk about on every TV show you go to, on every radio show? There would be T-shirts made. We're doing this video, and people are bringing it up, salmon and salmon. Did no, you know it was going to turn into that? I really didn't. Isn't that funny? It it really is, but it. I'm going to take, so like I told them this morning, what it originated from. It wasn't the fact that I don't know how to say it. You know, I know it's salmon. You just like to have conversations that make people think. Yes. That's what I So it's brain teasers. So my grandpa, that's what he used to, he used to do, brain teasers. So he used to ask me, like, are you a smart American or a dumb American? I used to be like, smart. He used to be like, put your hand on your chin like this. <laughs> and, and I would he sit put there. put his head on his forehead. <laughs> and I would do the same thing he did. So yeah. it's just brain teasers. You know, my thing is, you know, I'm always looking into, you know, like, what what makes this right? You know, everybody say, oh, it's the English language. Who made that right? So I looked it up, and I think I have an answer for you. All right, give me that. I think, because I don't think anyone's probably given you the answer. No one has. Okay. My dad still says salmon, though. I'll tell you that. My dad. Yeah, you're definitely not the only person. My dad says, says it, so salmon. you're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So the silent L was introduced at a time, I looked it up in the English language, where there's words like debt which there's a B in there, yeah. island, there's an S in there. There were certain letters that were known as, quote, historical letters, and that 
they would be silent, but people that were very interested in the English language wanted to put in these words so that you knew the origin of the words. Because there's a lot of like roots of words or stuff where you can trace that back, the etymology of the word and go, this derives from this and this comes from this part of the world a certain time. And so the L apparently was put into a lot of words like could, would, should, because they all came from a certain, and I don't know if it's Latin, I don't know what it is. Is, but apparently it was put into those words so that you knew where they came from. That's why people, when they're doing the spelling bees, are always asking, what's the what's origin the country of, the of origin? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I feel like I may have finally given you the reason. But then this is my thing. If you go back to the Latin language and other where it come from, who made them make that right? Well, I think the thing that you settled down to is, is um, like the King James Bible. Okay. We had an issue with religion in this world for a long time where a lot of people didn't know how to fucking read. And so they do is, is all these like corrupt religious people get up there and be like, God actually wrote that you should give me all of your money Mm -hmm. and people couldn't read. And so, you know, they, the printing press and Gutenberg, and then we can translate it. Somebody did at one point, people sat around and came up with language. I mean, what I laugh about is like the first time I got high, it was like, why is, why is it called water? And you're like, whoa, why is it, is my green, your blue and your red's my purple. And you're like, whoa. And like, I, I feel like I need to take you to like a library and we're just going to dive into this and we're going to figure out who invented language, but it's, it comes from, but a then, little... you know, it's kind of like, I still look at that as, you know, you know, certain people be like, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. Who made that one person right? Because that one person now is what's known as this is what's right. Which universally accepted. Yeah. And so if you say something else, it's wrong. Hey, just like I say that you're both crazy for not liking peanut butter and chocolate. Which is wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. You are wrong. The thing that I agree about you is um, you're you're like the you're like your daughter. You're going to go. Why? 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 And then a lot of times people are like, I don't know. Yeah. And so they dismiss it or they or they just say, all right, it's wrong. Yeah, but I don't even think you're right on this, but I do think that you're bringing up the interesting point of like... Why? What's the reasoning? People people will go, it's salmon because it's salmon. Yeah. But they'll never look up where did the silent L come. Because they don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You just you just accept it, but you never know. Yeah. That's, that's what you do with your kids What other ones time. do you have? Hmm? What other ones do you have that people get frustrated about? Words? Or stuff like that, or brain <laughs> teasers or anything like that. All right, so... Yes, I knew he did. <laughs> I got a ton <laughs> the of And then we're going to the cup. <laughs> All right, so... You got 40 people on the plane. Okay. The plane crashes. <laughs> Every single person dies. Yes. It was one survivor. How? There's not. Everybody died. No, it's a survivor. Say it one more time. You got 40 people on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every single person died. Yeah. There was a person in the plane. The rest were on the plane. No. Damn. The pilot. Uh, no. no. Uh, 40 people on the plane. Everybody died. One person survived. He Every wasn't on the plane. Every single person died. One person survived. How? He wasn't on the plane. Yes. He was on the plane. Yes. All right, so what's the answer? He was married. He survived. You got 40 people on the plane. Every single person <laughs> died. Fuck you, John. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that one. I yeah. like that one. All right, so I want to do a little brain teaser for you. That was like that was a good one though. That was a good I know. one. I just I, I didn't see that one coming. What I realized now that, about though. John is you know how people have dad jokes? Yeah. John has grandfather jokes. Yeah. 
That's what it is. You are a grandfather in spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's why you play like you're in the 1920s because you're a grandfather. Uh, I'm going to say a guy's name, uh, an Instagram person hit me up, CJK2635, and he he made me notice something, and I'm going to play a little game with you here. I'm going to say the name of a great player. You tell me their number. Jerry Rice. 80. Terrell Owens. 81. Randy Moss. 18. 84. 84. And you were 18, too. Yeah, but 84 is right. 84. You're, you're, you're playing, you're playing. 18, yeah. All right, so now now some current guys. Julio Jones. 11. Michael Thomas. 13. Amari Cooper. 19. 19. Devontae Adams. 18. 17. 17. 17. All right, let's go back into time. All right. Michael Irvin. 88. 88. Chris Carter. I don't know. 80. 80. 80. This is a Raiders one. I, I don't expect either yeah. of you get it. Jack Youngblood. No. 85. Let's go current day. All right. DeAndre Hopkins. 10. Larry Fitzgerald. 11. Do you see what I'm doing here? Yeah. Every great wide receiver in the NFL right now mm-hmm. is in the 11s, between 11 and 10 and, and 19. And back in the day, you always wore the 80s. 80s, right. Can you name the two wide receivers that I think are like good to possibly great that are actually in the 80s in the NFL? Right now? Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. We grew up in a time where everybody was the Oh, who? 84. Antonio Brown, but he's not playing. He's not playing. Right? Yeah. So that's the biggest loss of Antonio Brown. One of them is on the Browns. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is 80. Okay. And one of them is on the Bengals. Mm. Tyler Boyd. That's what I mean. That's that's all you got. Those are the two best 80 wide receivers in the NFL. We, I just, I'm, I'm sure there's been articles written about this. I don't know when it happened. I don't know if you can help me because you're young. If it's just like kids playing seven on seven mm-hmm. and like thinking the numbers are cool. How did this happen and no one's been paying attention? For one, the league back in the day prohibited it. So if you were a wide receiver, you had to be in 80s. Right. That's but number one. They changed that rule. So now, I think you see in college a lot that's these the, days. That's the problem, college. So, yeah. so many the, guys. The defensive lineman wearing number six and so, number so two. So many guys, like at receiver, you know, you were single digits. Mm-hmm. So, like, Odell went from 3 to 13. Right. Julio was in 11 all the time, I yeah. think. What were the old Miss guys? Like uh, DK Metcalf one, and AJ Brown. He was in one. Uh, DK was in 14. Because mm-hmm. so usually in college, your best player wears single wears digits. Wears the single digits, right. yeah. So, like, Amari Cooper, he wore nine. So, what were so. you, like 80? No, I was 38. <laughs> 38, okay. So, okay. I had, I was supposed to get number five, but then I knocked the guy out at the spring game, so. Yeah. I had to keep 38 as a punishment. Damn. And then I just kept whacking people, and then it was, like, known, like, 38 a killer, so. Yeah. And Abram is so crazy. It. In the spring game, he knocked a guy out. That's that's how you're supposed to do. Oh. That's what he does as a parent. Have you, have you not noticed? That's but what he does. Knocks people I, out. I only got in trouble because I didn't know he went to sleep. Yeah. So. And apparently he doesn't learn his lesson. I mean, it's, it's so obvious. I didn't know. Like, I didn't Rooting. know I knocked the guy out. College like, coach, same thing. Like, when I hit him, it was just, like. All I gave him was like a little flipper. I just like, bam. <laughs> and when I hit him, it was just like, it was the hit was like one of the easiest hits ever. It was like, I went through him too smooth. I was yeah. Like, I so, still think the biggest hit that no one ever talks about is the biggest hit, I think, is Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl. Oh, the, oh my oh God. My, no, that Brian, people talk about that hit. On Brian Mormon, the punter. The punter. Yeah, people punter. talk about that Listen, hit. Yeah. He smoked him. That is like your energy. He ran through one play. That's it. Yeah. In the Pro Bowl, everyone's there. Everybody's just relaxing. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Killing. Killing. But I just thought that was interesting, and I appreciate the guy saying, "Can you?" He asked me, "Name the best 
uh, wide receiver in the 80s in the NFL. And I was like, Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's it's just, like, even even old-ass Larry Fitzgerald's 11. Mm-hmm. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. You got a good point. Travis Kelsey might be the, <laughs> the best receiver. Him, Kittle, yeah. I don't Those tight ends are involved. All right. You ready to get into the jar? Yeah. I have eight random questions in here. Gotcha. Some of them are about life. Some of them are weird. Some of them are about football. Let's get in there. You go first. Pull one. And we want you to do it in the voice of John Gruden. <laughs> I don't even know how to do his voice. But just try. All right, John. Which athletes posters were on your wall when you were in middle school? Nice. And I'm going to let Brian Westbrook answer this first. Who did you have on your uh, wall? Michael Jordan. That was it. Michael Jordan. That was the only one. I think I might have had a Walter Payton. What was Payton. the poster? He He's, was dunking on somebody's probably You know the one where he's – might have been the, the, the foul line dunk. You thought you were a hooper. Oh, what? One of the best high schools in the country. Just one of the best guards in the country. Should have played a Villanova. Was Bill it DeMatha? Yeah. Well, you know you know the deal. But I, uh, I, had the, I had the Jordan free throw dunk above my bed. Yeah. I also had an Iverson poster where it was like – You were in high school when Iverson was in the league? Bro. Really? I grew up with Iverson. Wow. Yes. I grew up with you. We've talked about this. Wow. Fucking crazy. What year did you graduate high school? Oh, four. What? Yeah. You know what I was doing in 04? Yeah, you were you were helping the Eagles yeah, get to the championship stuff, game. Yeah. Grown man stuff. Keep going. Um, and then I had the other poster I had was the Michael Jordan poster of I've missed a thousand, like 10,000 shots. Yeah. I've missed a thousand dunks. And that's the reason I succeed. Mm-hmm. And then I had an Eminem poster. Yeah. Oh. I did. That's why you are the way you are. Yeah, fucking A. It was in one of his first albums. He had this really cool poster of him in front of like a red Chevy, and he actually looked really cool. Like now he looks, I don't even know what he Seeing looks. you as a kid, I would have thought you had a kiss, a kiss, uh, a kiss poster on your wall. Just because it looks like I'm wearing the shirt of somebody that works at Medieval Times, I don't need you to come in here. Interesting shirt. All right, so what posters did you have on your wall in, in middle school? So I ain't really have posters. I had like the, the little printed out versions, like straight off of Google. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was me and my cousin, my older cousin had them. Like, I still got the pictures. It's, he still got them up, up in his like in his room. <laughs> Bob Sanders, Anton Bethea, uh all those like the great safeties. Um, yes, corners. We have a people in here have a connection to Anton Bethea. If you'd like to meet him, I think they can probably. Say good man, good man. Like he's on like year sixteen, you huh? know. Yeah, he's Isn't been a long time. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this before, like the Ronnie Lots and all that stuff. Who was the guy that you grew up not liking? Got to be like a coverage guy that, that just that wasn't into hitting, was more of a coverage I guy. I hope he hated wide receivers his whole life. Ooh. Guys that go I, across the middle and yeah. talk trash. No, I, I used to love Randy Moss. Really? Yeah. I used to love him. Everybody did. Yeah, of course. How do you not? The All best right. in the game. Antoine Bethea is the answer. Brian Westbrook, what voice should Westbrook use here? Adam. All right, yo, that's a great one. Do my voice. <clears throat> Damn it. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> Ran out of cigarettes earlier, so <laughs> what thing has a fan said to you? Now, everyone just think about this. Think deeply. <laughs> Came up with this last night. Um, what thing has a fan said to you in public or on social media that you've never forgotten? And just take some time to think and come back to us with some answers because I'm going to fucking drill you about it, all of it sooner or later. Thank you, Brian. You so are. I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke daddy cigars. <laughs> 
but yes. <laughs> so has anyone ever said anything to you on social media or at a game that was either really funny and you never forgot it or was like cut you deep in the feels and you never forgot it? I got a, a message not too long ago. And the guy was like pretty much saying, Oh, you put this on social. Yeah. yeah. What did he say to you? So he basically said, um, like when I got drafted, he was like, if you don't stop hitting people hard, your career ain't gonna you ain't gonna have a good you ain't gonna have a long career, you're gonna be hurt, mm. you're gonna be out of the league mm. like that. And he was like, You with your dumb ass. Come <laughs> back. So I got hurt. He comes back and he was like, I told your dumb ass you're gonna be gone. How I look at you now. Mm -hmm. Career almost over. Hope they get rid of your ass. No, that's Damn. just crazy. And so I posted it. The right thing to do. <laughs> I and just, they, he got I come in it, wow. <laughs> yes. Still to this day, I still get DMs about that. Listen, no. them Raiders fans do not play. Don't play. No. Listen, and the man did, the he deleted his account in like two hours. Mm -hmm. That's the best Facebook thing about playing page. for the Raiders. He had a Facebook page. So fans sent it to me. He deactivated his Facebook page. Damn. Yeah. He had a backup page, like a business page. He deactivated that. Damn. That's pretty cool, actually. It's, That's the power of Raider Nation. It is. First but, place in the league to play. But also, it's like the number one thing I say to people is like, you don't need to fight your own wars. You, you don't. just put it out there. Let everybody else do it. So I had this thing when I was um, when I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was a sports anchor, and I started going viral a little bit by weaving in like 40 rap references or 40 WWE references and all that. And there was one sportscaster that tweeted at me and said, you're making a mockery of the profession, what you're doing, like <laughs> you're not doing the news, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I don't even want to do nothing. Retweet. And like... 60 people were fighting this guy. Not even Raider Nation, but 60 people. You don't need to go back and forth. Mm -hmm. A retweet in a wow, people will go, they're a dickhead. Don't worry about it. Yeah. For real. But like, I, the one thing I will say is the internet, you can never win that battle. No. 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 Don't even one fight. Battle you can't, that's one battle you can't win. Internet's right. undefeated. So either on the undefeated. Or, undefeated. Undefeated. Or at, or at a game. Something someone said to you, and it can be something funny. Like, two things, two things. I okay, got two okay. things, positive and negative. First, I'll give the negative one. So leaving the Pro Bowl on the way back to the play, I'm tired, been partying all week long, game goes on. And so people want, you know, you want, they want autographs. And they autographs. camp out, and they know exactly when you're coming. I had no, I left, I literally left the stadium, went straight to the airport. So they're there, and I'm, I'm shocked. I'm the first time in the Pro Bowl. So I'm like, I'm like tired, I got 30 people with me. Let's just go. Brian Westwood, let me get an autograph. And I was like, I just blew him off. I know you effing hear me. Let me get an autograph. And I'm just like, whatever. And so that's why your sorry ass is going to get hurt next year. And you're a bum. And you never were that good. And so I'm, it's the same dude that just wanted my autograph. And so I, that hurt me. Yeah. Like, you, you want me don't to, wish. Don't, you want me to get hurt? And so my, my boys. I think that's the worst thing like a fan can like try to do like. I hope you get hurt yeah. or you're going to get hurt. Like This is my on. livelihood. This is how I make my money. This is how I take care of my family. Yeah. So that, it, but then you was just kissing my ass talking about you want well, an they, autograph. You wanted my autograph. Now you, I'm the, you so know. So what does your boy do? Uh, they, you know, they, they roughed him up a little bit. But that's just. Oh, good here, man. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, All right, they, so what was the good one? The good one. So a couple of years back, I get this email. Actually, it was on social media. So it was a DM. He was like, listen, my daughter's graduating high school, college, whatever it was. He said, but you said something to her back in 07. He said, I, I was at a signing at whatever you were at, Chickie and Pete's, and you said something to her, and you whispered in her ear. And I don't know what it was. It wasn't until uh, she just graduated that she told me. And from that time, she was getting average grades, and since that time, she got good grades. Wow. And she said, he said, for some reason, I asked her at the graduation, what did, 
what happened to kind of turn the corner? How did you start getting good grades? He said, well, remember that time I went to go see Brian Westbrook? You talked to me, and what he said to me was, try harder at school, be a better person, and never allow yourself to be average. Keep pushing yourself to be the best. And she said, I took that to heart, and every day since then, I've worked my butt off to be the best I can be. And I was like, when you hear stuff like that, about, yes. because listen, as athletes, it makes you feel good. And it that makes, woman, makes you feel that good, woman but, ended up being Michelle Obama. Stop it. <laughs> no, but no, listen, <laughs> you, you say things to people all the time, like, you know, I mean, yes. do good in school and, you know, and, and not not that it's not meaningful because you believe it, but at the same time, you don't know that you it's going to impact. They're gonna listen to yeah, it. you don't know it's going to impact it. I, I mean, that's the, the one thing, thing I can say, though, you know, with the platform now and with the way social media is, you got you got more, you know, you can reach people more and you have That's more right. of an impact. But, man, the one thing I will say, like, these fans, man, it's crazy. Like, like that situation right there, like, I see that on a daily basis. Like, like I seen on something, like, Odell shook a kid's hand. Like, the kid was crying. Mm-hmm. How about that mm-hmm. LeBron video where the kid, the kid was like, and, he, and LeBron's like, don't let him see you cry. That's and he right. walks away and the kid just looks in the camera and he's like, holy crap. Yeah. And it's. Sometimes as athletes, you don't even realize it. No, it's you just, don't even just, realize the power you have yeah, or right. the impact you have on some people. When I was young, I'll never forget this. I used to watch videos of Michael Jackson performing. And in the I crowd— the same thing, too. It, were, it was grown men, our age, crying, crying. like little babies what? for Michael. I mean, that's, that's, that's powerful. Thing, that's the thing that's is, powerful. is like, back powerful. then, I always thought it was because, like, when people saw the Beatles, they had never really seen the Beatles before. Like, they are in America, like, one time in four mm-hmm. years, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And now I feel like we have so much access to people it's different. that now people come up to me and they already know so much about me. They feel like they know you. They, and, and so it, I always thought it would be less starstruck and obviously compared to you guys. But like people come up to me and be like, how was that steak the other night? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I put that on fucking Instagram. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? And like Sometimes, that's weird. Some of that shit is creepy. Yes. Some stuff is creepy. Especially when they don't follow you. But then you look and they see that they looked at all your stories. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. That's the old girlfriends. That's what, that's what right. that is. I'm pulling. Uh, what voice that's should I do? That's the ex-girlfriend. Um, Michael Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> nah, do Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? Yes, Mike Tyson. That'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> your plane crashes into a desert island. You try with Antonio Brown and Vontez Perfect. Which guy do you team up with to survive? You trapped where? You trapped on a deserted island with Antonio Brown <laughs> and Vontez Perfect. I'm going to eat your children. Which guy do you team up with to survive? Vontez. Vontez. Because if he die, I'm going to eat him. He got more meat. He got more him. meat. He yeah, got more yeah, meat yeah, on his yeah. body. I, I put this in here because it was going to allow us to talk about Antonio, but also Vontez. When we were talking, you always referred to him as Big Bro. Yeah. And when I watched the first few games, the announcers always kept talking about how mature Vontez was and how the coaching staff has like made him a captain and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when the hit happened on Jack Doyle, which was really bad, and it was not, and he has a track record. The, the, was that hit worse than the one um, from the guy from the Patriots? Yes, because I believe that Jack Doyle was, was that on hit his worse knees. Than, was that hit worse than the one from the guy from the, um, from the Eagles? Yes. The biggest issue with Burfick is that the, the, the track was record. on that's his the, knees. That's the biggest thing, the track record. And, all right, but, so. But so let me hold, let me finish this before you keep doing right. this, because this is his thing that he likes to do is, is, is Nick Bosa better than, okay. Um, <laughs> but then everybody went, screw this guy, pitchforks. Every former player was like, this isn't allowed. Every commentator was like, get them the hell out of here, suspended for the year. 
what is it that you guys know about Vontez but that th- we don't? Have you heard any, like, I mean, everybody want to say he has a track record. If a guy is, like, dirty, guys are going to speak out on it. You haven't heard any. They fo- have, John, over the years. He was twisting ankles. You know what I mean? I remember the tight end back then, whoever that was. It might have been Zach Ertz was yeah. out there complaining about it. Um, it hasn't been a silent minority of people not reacting. All right, what's your next point? I mean, I'm, you know. I know, I'm just having I know, like, with social media now, you know, guys, like, when oh. they, you know, if, if he if they wanted him out of the league, you know, these guys would come out and, and pretty much just say it. No one has done that. I mean, it's just Well, I don't I don't know. I don't know if guys would come out and say, take his livelihood from him. I think they would be like, hey man, I he, he shouldn't hit people like that. But I would I would never come out and say, even if it was perfect that hit me and be like, man, they should they should suspend him forever. He should never play again. Because at the same time, he gotta make money for his family the same way I do. And I don't want him to be suspended forever. However, I believe that he should be disciplined. That's my opinion. When when I watched the play and I suffered, I had two concussions my last year in Philadelphia, two documented ones, and probably plenty more before that. And when I watched the hit, I'm saying, well, he he, he had a chance to hit him with his shoulder, had a chance to hit him with his chest, had a chance to just hit him with his face mask, but he lowered his head, hit him with the crown of his helmet. That's the part that you're like, all right, if we're talking about safety, that's where you got to draw the line somewhere. All right, so then Adam kept saying he was on his knees. He, He tried to get up. He was about to get up until he saw Vontez, and he tried to fall back down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like I understand you're, you're not really defenseless anymore once you look at me. But what about the part looking up, with I'm him hitting where his, his helmet? That's the part. Yeah, I, think I mean, that part, I mean, you, you know, you know, you got to keep your head up. Yeah. Eyes, see, eyes can't hear, the eyes can't see. Yeah. So what is he like as a person? He's like really like one of the nicest guys ever. Like, what do you mean by nice? Give me an example of a nice thing he's done. I'm sure he took you underneath your, his yeah. wing. I mean, yeah, because you guys oh, play the game no. the same way, similar you know way. I'm doing this to have a conversation. I'm not doing this to be antagonistic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But not like, it's not like a matter of, like, you know, like my first fine, you know, I got fined for, you know, they said leaving with my head. And, you know, he offered to help me out on it, but they dropped the fine because I didn't leave with my head. Mm. But, I mean, it's just stuff like that, you know. And then on top of that, you know, he he helps guys, you know, like studying their playbook, stuff like that. Like he's like what, you know, like the team talks about is one of our leaders. Yeah. How big was that for the defense to lose him for the year? I mean, it was major because, you know, he he knew the defense in and out because he's been in it. And since he, you know, he made all the checks, like he knew how to get us into the right plays. Like he used to, we was out there. Like and he would like Dude, literally. He was running up and down the line, being like, "They're going left." Like Denver. Oh my god! Listen, every like, play in Denver. Mm-hmm. He was calling plays out like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Yeah. They're running power right here. And I knew he knew the plays because after the play would be over, somebody else would make the tackle, and like Morrow like, or hype. you. And he would already be on the other side of the line, looking at the other the, the the team, like Denver, like no, no, like he knew the whole play. And that's because he's played so much, yeah. like. His IQ for the game is like crazy. Who's making the checks now? Who's the who's the headset for the Raiders now? Uh, Tahir Whitehead. Mm-hmm. How's he doing? He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the same as perfect, but I mean, you know, he's he's doing the best he can. Yeah. Is there Old any school linebacker? Is there yeah. anybody on this defense that the public doesn't know about that is going to be really good? Mad Max. 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 Rookie, the guy that broke his uh, arm in yeah. the yeah. yeah. What's his last name? Matt, Max Crosby. And he can rap. Yeah, he he would kill you. What? He would kill you. I would tear him up. We both kill you. No, you crazy. <laughs> uh, and what would it be like to hang out with Antonio Brown? Did you ever spend any time with yeah. him? He's like he's like 
probably one of the coolest guys, you know. How was that for you to experience your first year in the NFL and this? I mean, because something that like we've me- never seen before. The media has like their own image and how they portray him. Like he's like a like one of the coolest guys you ever meet. Like if he walked how in, how we portray him? If you came in and you burned the bottom of your feet off in a cryogenic chamber and you dyed your mustache blonde and then you called your I GM a cracker, thought, listen, I would go, John, are you okay? Listen, this was funny. <laughs> we were talking about this. He was like. If we made it to the playoffs or the Super Bowl, he was thinking about convincing everybody to do, to to die. <laughs> so, like, you're telling me if the Raiders won the playoffs, Antonio was going to go. Everybody have blonde mustaches, man. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, and he's one of the guys when he come in, like, smile on his face. You know, he's ready to work. Like, yeah. you know what? All this what goes on on the outside world when he in there between them white lines. He's crazy. Yeah. He's focused on that. What that's I saw on, on Hard Knocks is that the day he came back, wherever he was at, he came back. Everybody yes. came to embrace him. Yeah. Everybody was like, hey, I, I mean, I think it's two things. I think, one, obviously, you think you want that type of talent on your team. Two, I think he's just a good dude. But he, like, from the he outside, it's a little bit different to yeah. view. Like, he come around, like, big old smile on his face. Like, he, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Did Trent Brown handle it well? Because I know those guys were somewhat close. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, his next man up. How's Hunter Renfro doing? <laughs> What's he like as a person as you've gotten to know him a little bit? Hunter is weird. Yeah. <laughs> he got these little baby hands, but you catches know, everything. Catches everything. Hey, John, good to see you. Good to see you, pal. He's the Kirk Cousins of wide receivers. But yeah, like he's like probably one like the. Were you there for the guy. day that uh, Mayock and Antonio got into a fight? No. Okay. <laughs> I was there for the day Andy and T.O. got into a fight. Yeah. And it was epic. Hold on, hold on. It was, what, it was, it what was voice should he do this in? <sighs> Patrick Mahomes. Quit to the fair With Mike Davis. His voice is more like us. He's like a Kermit the Frog type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's so soft compared to. Yeah, true, know, how, true. How okay, do how you're doing it. Quit to the fair player. What look funny is with Mark Davis' haircut. <laughs> Now, you, you guys have to make fun of that haircut. I mean, you yeah, have, you have if you're to. on the team you have and you see him come out for practice, they, I, I, I wouldn't be able to practice if I see that. I want the Owner Raiders to win the Super Bowl just so that everyone gets on stage and messes with his hair. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm rooting for you guys. He doesn't seem to care. If we win the Super Bowl, I promise you, I'll get up there and rub his <laughs> Yeah. I'm a rub like. So what NFL player, if they had Mark Davis's haircut, would it look the funniest? Like in Dominican Sue with Tom Mark Brady. And I'm going to put this out to the 33%. If if you guys want to Photoshop some of these, I'd love to see them. So mm. please send them to the Left Coast Show and Jonathan Abram 1 and 36 Westbrook. So Tom Brady and Mark Davis's haircut, Bill Belichick and Bill Mark Davis's. Oh. I would love to see Andy just because that's my guy. Odell. Um, Odell would be. J.J. Watt would look like uh, oh my Mad God. Max. No, uh, what's DeAndre the, Hopkins. What's the guy that goes? I have to crush. And he was a cartoon. Ralph. Ralph. Ricky Ralph. If, J, if J.J. Watt had Mark Davis' haircut, he looked like Rick and Ralph. <laughs> if you had a conversation with him, who? Mr. Davis. Yeah, he's like one of the nicest guys ever. What? What did he say? Anything that? Did you say anything to him that he laughed at? No. No, it's just always you know, just give me a hug, you know. Tell me, you know, they counting on me. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he's like 
like I said, probably one of the nicest guys to ever be around. While you were talking to him, were you looking in his eye or were you just staring at his hair? Cause I, I looked I, him in his eyes, man. I look every man in the eyes. I would have been looking at his hair like, come on, bro. This this has to stop. Whatever this is <laughs> has to stop immediately. We can say this. Don't say this. He got a funny haircut, but there's some players in his league who got some. Oh, that's true, too, now. That's true. Who are we putting up there with? I ain't going to say no name. Really? Yeah, but some people be out here experimenting. You want to do a hint? No. <laughs> come on, give me, give me a conference. <laughs> AFC or NFC? Experiment. I ain't doing none. Wow. <laughs> On this podcast, Jonathan Abram just called out. Who's the wide receiver for the Niners? Debo? No. The one, uh, I forget his name. I'll look it up. Uh, what voice is he doing this in? <laughs> I think you should do this in an English accent. Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis has weird hair. What? I don't even know how his voice sounds. Uh, me neither. No, no, no. no. You're, doing, you're doing a British accent. I was just saying Dante Pettis had weird Hello, hair. Hello, mate. Yeah. Hello, love. Is that hello, mate is first of all, that's from that's Australia. Australia. He said that. <laughs> mate say, is London. Is it? Yes. Is it? I'm going soon. Yes. You gotta help me out. Yeah. Yes. Just say like hello, love. All right. Here we go. Cheerio. Cheerio. You sound like you from like, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> all my accents sound the same. Just wait until I get to the mid part, it'll sound like a Spanish guy. Hold on. Oh, this is a weird question. Yeah, this is a long one, too. If you had to be haunted by a ghost for the rest of your life, how could you choose which person, which dead person it would be? Who would you choose as your ghost? So you have to be haunted by someone the rest of your life. This is the longest question but ever. But you get to choose the ghost. Who do you choose? Who do you want haunting you for the rest of your life? I have a good one. Okay. I mean, it's 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 it would be some woman. I want a Jessica woman. Jessica Alba. <laughs> yes, I was. She would. I, I'm thinking Beyonce. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a beautiful woman oh, Riri. that I would. I want to be haunted want Rihanna by. Haunting oh, you. Riri. I want, I want Riri. that woman to wake me up every day. Like, hey, I'm. I want my it's wife not to an hunt alarm me. clock. I want my wife to hunt me every. Haunt me every day. That's what I want. Did you see how he switched? You that see up? that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, not, not, I don't even know where Beyonce came from. I want my wife to haunt me Would every you like day. To change your answer yeah, too. I want my wife to. Haunt yeah. <laughs> That's great. You and your fiance, of course. No, I. But if you couldn't choose, I'd like these to be three. Brian Dawkins. No. <laughs> Get up! Get your ass up! Yeah. Ray Lewis, give me Ray Lewis. He's gonna be inspirational. Yeah. Man, he'll come in that. That'll be a good one. He'll Momentum come. is real. Yeah, if you get to be haunted by anybody, I would want it to be somebody with a sense of humor. Like, I'd want it to be a comedian nope. that, like, they'd haunt me and be like, boo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, time oh, to get oh. up. Wait. Love it. No, this is a Kevin ghost. Hart. This is not an alarm clock. <laughs> this is. <laughs> their, their sole function is not to just wake you up. Give me Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart would be good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What voice am I doing? <laughs> Uh, Did we do Steve Harvey last time or no? Oh, I'd have to watch a clip of Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is a good voice to have. Or Ray Lewis. David Lee Roth, I don't even know. All right, give me another one. Um, I'll do Steve Harvey. Spanish. Spanish, C. I like that one. Okay. The guy from Nacho Libre. Una pregunta para tu. <laughs> That's not how you say player. Which NFL player gets too much love? I know that I am Antonio Banderas, but which NFL player is too popular and gets too much love? 
This is a hater question. It's a hating. This is a hating question. Too much love. And I'm not saying that they're overrated. I'm saying from the public, there's not a lot of NFL players that are famous. There's not a lot of NFL players that are seen as great guys. Who gets too much? And it doesn't have to be this era. I'm going to say right now, and this is a little bit of a hater. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to write it down. I'm saying Juju. And I, I think he's really good. But there's this notion that, like, everything he does is hilarious. And, and it does not be funny. And it's not always funny. Yeah. And I think, though, that it's great that we have NFL players that have their own YouTube channels okay, so that are fun. Okay, so mine would have to be Odell. Okay. Because, like, I saw a clip of him playing the drums. It's just like, and it was like, there's nothing Odell can't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. That's like easy. So you're th- you're not hating on Odell. No, you're not saying he's bad. There's too much but, coverage. But there are certain guys in the league that everything they do, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun it page. mainstream. Yeah. Yes. JJ Watt, Odell, Juju. I could see that. Patty Mahomes. And he yeah. deserves it. He deserves it. But, yeah, but, but like he's, he's pretty good. He's a really good quarterback. But it's like he'll throw a deep pass, and it's just like your quarterback could never. Yeah, well, no, here's the thing. He's making these behind-the-back, no-look the pass. There's a lot of guys that can do oh, that. There's not a lot of guys that will try it. passes. No, no, no. You can't tell me. If you can throw the football your entire life, you can do a no-look pass. No, 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 You wouldn't try it in a game. You would. That's my point. Like, that right there, I'd be in there watching that. I'd be like, damn, we done that. Like, the one that got me the other day was he rolling out, and he looked back to check to see if it was a flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be tripping. And kept going. Were you there? No, you weren't there for the Raiders Chiefs game. I wish I was. What was it like to watch your to watch him do that to your team in the second quarter? It was frustrating. It was it was a show. It was just one quarter. I know. It was twenty eight points in the second quarter. That was it. That's it. I know. But my thing is with Patrick Mahomes is what he's doing is on the field. Like we have this thing right now. It's 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 Comments that people make off the field that, like, wow, this guy's hilarious and he's really mm-hmm. not. Or, um, like, Juju's just that guy for me because he's always doing, like, a prank on somebody. But I still love, I still think he's great for the game. I'm just being a little bit of a hater. I'm being the old guy. It's kind of what I'm hater. turning Mine into. ain't really hate. Mine is more so hating on the media. Like, it just yes. kind of put out, like, like, the media would overdo it. Well, as I've always said, when Odell is in a video, the videos perform better. And you have to realize that all these media companies are businesses. Do you know who's the original? Gronk. Gronk would be doing things, and they'd be like, Gronk's hilarious. And I was like, he just drunkenly picked up somebody. And they're like, isn't he great? And I would, But every time we put Gronk on Instagram, it outperformed all the other videos. Mm-hmm. Never forget that media is a business. Never forget that they're trying to sell shit. And so right now, they love the salmon, 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 salmon. And they're going to keep feeding into that shit. But it's, media is simple. But what's not simple is the cup. The cup. Get a two for one special. All right. Oh, you're going to do the last two? No, just do one. Okay. And you're going to do um, an auctioneer. Don't know about that. If you had to come out two animals, all right, no, just read it. If you had to combine two animals to make one new animal, what would you make? So you're going to combine two animals to make one super awesome animal. Right, no. yeah. All right, right, Westbrook, what are you doing? A lion and a tiger. Pretty simple. A liger. 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 You combine them. You're the best of both worlds. I believe it's happened. Oh, of course it's happened. Yeah. Like, but and they're you, awesome. I would combine, like, I'd rather do like an eagle and nice. 
I like a that. kimono dragon. Oh, so you want something that can spit and spit acid, but it can fly? I don't know if kimono. They're just like they occasionally eat people. They spit acid too. Like they they saliva is like acid. Really? Yeah. There's a lot. Of, certainly amazing. has a lot of germs in it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I would love that. I would love a bear and a lion together. Like a lion that could stand up on his on his Lair. hind legs. Lair. 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 Bion. A bion. bion. Yeah, yeah. I want a bion. Like me and Enum talk about it. Uh, we because she's Nigerian and I'm Jewish. I want to combine monkeys and lions. Ooh, a lion that can climb trees. Yeah. No one could ever get away from him. A lunky. Yeah. A lunky. Lunky. <laughs> because I'm I'm Jewish and she's Nigerian, so we've decided we're either going to be Nigerians or Jujerians. And I think we like Nigerians. Jujerians. You like Jujerians? I don't know. Nigerians. By the way, I haven't eaten or had a drink at all today because of Yom Kippur. Do you really? know what Yom Kippur is? What do you mean? Like uh, no water, nothing? I haven't had anything. Really? What's, what's that? So Yom Kippur is a Jewish holiday. Jewish holiday right? It is the it is the Day of Atonement. So what we do is we don't eat all day. We fast all day to make up for all of our sins from the past year. So by sunset tonight, You'll I'm sin-free. Really? And we're going out tonight. So you don't have to pray. You don't have to do anything. I'm clean. You just no, have no, to. No, no, no. Let me get wrong. Really good Jews have been at services this morning. Oh, okay. And they have okay. prayed. Yeah, yeah. And they fasted. Yeah. I just did the fasting part. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Give me a voice. Uh, give me your movie announcer voice very deep. Would you rather have to shake hands with Baker Mayfield or Richard Sherman? <laughs> don, don, don. You can only shake hands with one. Richard Sherman or Baker Mayfield. Who would you pick? Have at it. Richard Sherman. <laughs> Richard Sherman. Yeah, there's only one answer, right? I just feel like... So this whole situation got blown out of proportion. For no reason. And Richard, it's the media thing. The media today. thing that you had, you're talking about. At the same point, Richard did this shit. Yeah. Richard's the one that said he didn't shake my hand. Mm -hmm. And then the media said, mm, actually, I have reviewed the tape, and accordingly, you did shake his hand. That's right. But the reason that I would rather shake Richard's hand than Baker's hand is, Baker has a high probability of giving you attitude. The little fish handshake. Yeah. Like not paying attention, mm -hmm. not making eye contact. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how he's always been. Where Richard, I feel like, would be like, because I don't know. Richard's Did you see the clip, though? It looked like he tried to get a little eye contact. It looked like he wanted to shake his hand because Richard dapped the first guy up. The second guy, he kind of skipped. Then Baker was there, and Richard was like, ah, he, he, didn't, he wanted no parts of it. So I heard Richard on Pat McAfee's podcast talking about it. And he said that he kind of came in like this and Baker was kind of like lean back. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting because you can be disrespectful in the way that you dap somebody up. It's the energy. We've all entered rooms where like a few people dapped you up and you're like, I don't know if they want me in this room. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to get the fuck out of this mm -hmm. room. You, you dap a couple people up and be like, I don't want to be here. Yes. Like, man, what up? Yeah. You did that to the fans in the, uh, in the Ditch the Playbook episode. The 49ers fan. You're like, yeah. man, I want this. Yeah, I ain't trying to shake your hand. But was this an unspeakable, like, an, an unspoken rule? Like, have you ever seen guys be intense, at, like, around the coin toss? Or is it usually like, hey, let's get this out of the way, good luck, and then we go to the sideline? It's usually, from my experience, hey, let's get this out of the way, good luck. And, and keep on moving, especially with guys that you have respect for, that you've been around the league long enough. You know, this is just a solid dude. You don't have no beef with him. Whatever it was, I don't have a beef with you. What's up? You say what's up and you keep on going. Because, again, 
you know, as much as it's adversarial between me and the other team, yeah. at the same time, we all doing the same thing. There's only 1,600 of us active right now. So, you know, you know, so it's – but huh. there are guys like Baker that you're yes. like, you know what? Were there any other Johnny Tryhards when you were playing that you – and I don't want to call him that, but like other guys that were so intense all the time? You see a lot of D linemen like that, like guys that are just – like John Randall. He's like that, like nonstop. Yeah, it's like yeah. Like I, I do. I, I don't want to shake his hand. Day. Yeah, because he looked like he would try to break your hand. Trying to shake. John his was hand. one of the. John would definitely be one of those guys. Yeah. Are you like that? Would you shake hands? Would yeah. you? Say? I'd be chilling. <laughs> I was one of those guys where I, I didn't even until wanna, we get between the lines. I didn't want to even go out for the coin toss at all. I hate oh, no, it. I like going out. There. I'd be like, man, what's absolutely. Up? Especially when we're going out there like shit. We Coastal against, Carolina? Hell no. Nah, we playing against somebody like we playing against <laughs> the home. Like if we game. playing against Texans and they got Hop and Watkins out, Watkins out there, I respect those guys. So I want to go out there and shake their hand. Mm-hmm. Size them up a little bit. Yeah. Let them know what the deal is. Let them is. know like shit. You didn't would grease you say up and doing curls like, like, like we here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We here. That's what you would say. We here. Nah, I ain't going to say that until I'm like, I'm just looking at them like, yeah, I'm smiling. got my smile on. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, let go. Mm-hmm, Come on. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the moment the light, we get between the lines, it's just like red. It's so on. that's when your switch goes. Is like when you go out there, can you feel when, it? When we go from the clock hits fifteen zero zero, and then ball kicks off and they go fourteen fifty nine, until the, until hit zero, straight like. And then right when the game's over, are you able to shut it down? Sometimes it just depends, like who we playing, or if some things are said between the game. Like if you take like. I, Cause I, I I talk a lot of shit sometimes. So <laughs> if you say, like, why are you lying? The word sometimes does not. Well, I, well, I talk sentence. I talk shit a lot. So <laughs> so like it was, it was certain games, like especially in college, like a couple guys got under my. I ain't gonna say they got I, they did get under my skin. I'm gonna say that they got under my okay. skin. And and it's not because they played well. It's because I hate guys who like if I'm gonna talk some sh- if I'm gonna talk I'm gonna walk I'm right. gonna walk the walk. That's right. Like. I ain't going to just talk to you and I ain't made the tackle. I'm a dog you didn't get up and tell you how I just dogged you. Right. So it be guys who don't do, don't make no plays. Like their tackle like blocked you really well and like they were on the other side of the field and they're telling you how well you got blocked. No, uh-uh. See, because okay. I'm going to cut the shit out of the tackle. We ain't worried about <laughs> him. It's like, like it, all right, so for example, like me, I didn't like A.J. Brown in college. Like we cool now. But like D.K. Metcalf will have a catch for like 20, 30 yards, and then he'd be, yeah, 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 just bumping, bumping. I'm like, you ain't doing shit. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you ain't making no plays, don't talk. Westbrook, were you a shit talker when you played? You know, I never would talk it, but every now and then, you know. You got some guys who get to you. Yeah, you got you to gotta say what you got. I, I'll never forget. We played Washington, Sean Taylor's back there, and Sean Taylor's one of these dudes where he would just, he would say all types of, your mother sucks. I mean, he was just, me. ba- just bad that's things. Me. Bad, I mean, he would say some bad, so many things that now we just have to fight. And so, and, I, and that's the thing, like, when they get to the point where we got to fight, yeah. that's when it boils over until after the game, like, because... I meant what I said. Like, if I tell you I, I want to whoop your ass, like, after the game, like, I'm, I'm coming to find you. Like, I want I want to fight now. Well, let me tell you about Sean Taylor. After the game, he, oh, man, good game, bro. I didn't mean any of those things. Yeah. Until we play him again. Same, it, it was every game. Well, Bart Scott had that story that he told on here about Richie Incognito that Richie kept going low. And then Bart was like, I'm going to fuck you up after the game. And then after the game, like, Richie ran into the locker room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Bart was like, I'm coming to find you. Richie's like, a big boy, too. Oh, Bart's huge. A big dude. Yeah, but Richie's a big boy, though. That's why I think your team has a chance, is because 
every guy on that line. Like Trent Brown's the largest human I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, man. He'll stand in front of you and it'll get cold. And I love that. I love that run game with Josh Jacobs. Love it. Oh. Love it. You got a run game and a good defense. You got a chance right, in so any what, game. What happens Thursday night? Giants don't have Saquon, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. They lose about 30. Easy. Who are they playing? The Patriots. Patriots. They lose about 30. You know what happens. <laughs> why are we even talking about Why are we watching the game? We want to see how many touchdowns Tom Brady Because can throw. what happens if they don't? Sony Michelle. Any given Sunday. Any given man, listen, Thursday. They got a three-headed monster back there. James White, Sony Yeah, they Michelle. got some boys. Burkhead. Yeah, Burkhead. Yeah. Who is the guy that now you've kind of been watching more of the league and studying film that is even better than you thought he would be? Not on your team, but just people that, like, whether it's crossover film or guys that you've seen the Raiders play, who's really jumped out to you? They're like, wow, they're better than I thought. The 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 DN from the Panthers, Brian Burns, the rookie. Yeah, Burns. He been, yeah. been playing good. Yeah. So what? You just seen him on highlights because the Raiders haven't even played the Panthers. Yeah, I just been watching. <sighs> he had a, he had like a seventy yard touchdown last game, and he had a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. And he's always coming around the edge. He looks to me. He reminds me of Do you know Daniel Hunter on the yeah. Vikings? Yeah. Same body type. Yeah, yeah. Makes one jump. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch Aaron Donald, I feel like a child. Like I, he's that special to me. They be triple teaming him. What did you guys? Did you guys practice against them? You did, right? Yeah. Did, yeah, did you just like? watch him? Yeah. What did you see? Was it was it something that he did? Was it you know because when we practice, it's, we not, never... it's not about what he do. He's like probably one of the smartest D linemen ever. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him so good. Like, so I mean, we had, like Gabe Gabe blocked them like those two were battling like That's the day battling Gabe like got yeah hurt. Going, yeah they kept going back and forth. But it was just a matter of he come at you, he bull you, he bull to the outside shoulders, and you know he and he just he trying to give you a light little push with the inside hand to the right to the inside shoulder to make you think he gonna dip under, mm-hmm. but he don't. He stay outside, so I you don't, so you don't really know where he going. So then he come back with the exact same move, and then he push on that shoulder. If you stay committed to the outside, then he rip under. Or so then he come back I saw spin. him being interviewed by Chris Long, and he said. Pass rushing is all about counters. Yeah. And it's like boxing. And, and and the thing is with Aaron is he has every move and he might be the strongest guy on the field at any given moment. Yeah. So like when you it's it's kind of like the wide receiver that can run the four three forty. When you're the strongest guy on the field, the bull rush is always a weapon in the bag. But the thing with him is I think you're right. We we think that we don't give his intelligence enough credit and his reaction time because he's able to counter everything. And he is getting double teamed. He is getting triple teamed. It's crazy that he's still able to be this productive. One of the quickest get offs that you oh. see in football. But that that counter move is so important because from a running back's perspective, the counter move. If I could get a guy just to slow his feet down just a little bit, I'm quicker than you, so I'm able to get to the next point. That's the same thing that he does. Yes, he's like, oh, as soon as you think you have me, I got something else in the bag. I'm going to that, and I'm past. But then that's the thing. If you think at all, he got you. No, you yes. don't. That's right. Oh, because he's already made that quick. And, and because if you're thinking, you're playing slower. So if you trying to, uh, uh, because you're trying to hesitate on what he's yeah. moving, that's when the power comes in. What did fact. you think about Talib and Peters in those practices? <laughs> Funny dudes. Funny. Funny dudes. Especially Marcus. Oh. Marcus and you get along perfect. Marcus is the Oakland version of you. Yeah, you know, you're from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to arguing like the first day. Oh, because Marcus is not having, like, Marcus fucks with me. 
And Listen, there are not a lot of media people that he fucks with. And the reason he fucks with me is because <laughs> I will always keep it a hundred, but Marcus keeps it a thousand. Like Listen, I've never seen people. T- he talks to people with disrespect sometimes, and he gets away with it. It's incredible. Well, this, this was crazy. So we out there, and so one of the, we, you know, Dwayne Harris, like he's like a specialist, like yeah, when old it comes school to vet team, right there too. Special yeah. teams, like around for like a decade. You go out there, you can put a triple team on him out there and fly. He gonna dog him every yeah. time. Not only that, no one is more confident catching a punt with like five traffic, people around yeah. them than Dwayne Harris. Yo, he he don't even move. He'll wait till the last right. moment. He'll go. Mm-hmm. He's the dude that took that one 100 yards last year. Against the Broncos. Yeah, against the Broncos. No no consequence play. Yeah. And so um, I was like, you know, me, he dogging them. So I'm talking. I'm dog the motherfuckers. So Marcus <laughs> turned around. You talk too much. I said, shut the fuck up. I told him just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. So then he get the argument. So then he start walking close. I'm like, what's up? Like, you know me, I'm ready to go now. Shit. What about, so, about it? Yeah, so he get to talking. So he was like. You talk a lot of shit for nobody, somebody who ain't played. He was like, you in my motherfucking town. You better do something. He was like, I may play for the Rams, but fucking Oakland. He was like, Raiders, my team. Mm. He was like, that's who I represent. Damn. So I'm like, you play for the Rams. He was like, but he's he, he saying it in front of squad. everybody. Right, he right, like, right. Wow. He like, I'm from Oakland. I'm a true Raiders fan. Wow. So he came to me after practice, and he was just like, he was like, I, he, was telling me, he was like, I respect you. He was like, you bringing that swag back. He was like, don't let nobody fool you. This is your team, homie. You know how he talk. Yeah. Like, this is your squad. He was like, you better stand up and do what you got to do. He Dude, was like, your imitation's pretty good. Hey, because I'm <laughs> telling you, like, he, yeah, he, he's so Cali. Yeah. You better be ready, motherfucker. And you're like, damn, calm down. Yeah. And that's him, like, spot on. Like, it's got to be cool to hear that from somebody. Yeah. And so he was like, he was just saying, like, you know, he was like, man, you know, I'm from Oakland. He was like, East Oakland. You know, you know that's where I'm from. It's like, you know, man, you better do your thing, homie, on God. He was like, he was like, man, look, we all, we all supporting you. He was like, you got that swag that the Raiders need, man. He was like, don't, don't let nobody, don't, nobody. So it's a little bit weird. I mean, I know you're getting ready to start looking in Vegas. Yeah. How are you? I mean, you're like a, such a great guy for the fan base to have because you're like, come with us. You know what I mean? Like support us, be here. But I mean, Oakland's special. The black hole is special. The black hole is special. Special. I mean, I know you already have a relationship. But now like, we got to bring the black hole to Vegas. But when you ran out there the first time on Monday Night Football against the division rival Broncos, and you looked at that one quarter of the stadium, and you saw the spikes and the mm-hmm. face paint and the people wearing your number. It was number, like it was Halloween. But, like, that had Craziest fans in the NFL. I think so. I got the chills. And then, like, as we, like, the Broncos are driving down there. Right. It's like. You can hear them screaming. Like, it don't, you can't hear, like, just one voice. You just hear, it's like a roar. Yeah. Just like, when you're playing, it make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. When you're playing, you're like, where the hell do these people come from? Like, what job do you normally have? Where are you you at (laughs) that on Sundays, this is the way you dress and the way you act? On, on one day a week. That's what's crazy. Some of them be like financial, like regular. Oh, yeah, they're accountants and they're, they're business Bankers. people, real estate. Yeah, yeah. And then absolutely. show up on Sunday, yeah. face paint on, yeah. soda pad with the spikes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love it. Crazy. That's that's But that's their job on Sundays. They, they're paying for the a The Raiders ticket. fans will die for you. That's what makes it a special place, though. I agree. And you have to try to rebuild that in, in Vegas. A, there are, there are That's few. the thing. You don't really have to rebuild it. I, I, you know, I, these fans are sad that we're moving from Oakland, but one I don't care where we go. The Raiders fans are going to travel. You know, you know, it's a lot of people that's tied to Oakland, but it's more people that's tied to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I really hope that 
they're able to find a way either somewhere in the stadium, somehow with like a patch or something like that, <laughs> honoring L.A. and Oakland in this move to Vegas. Because I think it's – I never experienced the L.A. Raiders. So all, all I've known is Oakland. Rich Cannon, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, um, shit, Richard Seymour there for the end, that little Andy Moss, a little bit of Warren Sapp. But, like, the Raiders have always been Oakland to me. Yeah. And I still haven't come to grips with the fact that we're going to lose that. And it's just um, – I'm excited for Vegas because Vegas and the NFL, like, it's going to be an awesome combination. There's a different level of excitement in Vegas. Not only that, like, I have a lot of friends that travel one game a year. And they always, we're going to go to Miami this year. We're going to go to Now it's going to be all going to be Vegas. Vegas is going to be popping every fucking Sunday. The hardest thing, if I'm going to be honest to you, is you're going to get a lot of away fans that are going to be like, this is our boys' trip. Mm -hmm. This is our trip. And But you, you, you think, you're saying that as far as... But the thing that's going to help you guys you're is that away the Vegas, fans, but think about it. You think about how many Raiders fans are going to be the exact same oh, of way. Of course. Oh, they're all going to want to make the trip. I met a guy in London, in the bleachers. That's an easy trip. London. He said he's a season ticket holder for Vegas. He was like, man. Already. This, I got a, he, he, he has a suite. He was like, man, if you want to let your mom and him get the suite, just let me know. He was like, <laughs> we only gonna, he said, like, we're only going to do like three games there. Wow. Oh, he's got money, money. That's a the best, but best people. Those, that's still but, crazy. Those, but that's crazy. Like, and he's from Canada. Wow, mm-hmm. he's from Canada. But uh, I think the other thing that I've realized too is this is why I think it's going to work. Vegas, they had the Knights. The hockey team came in and they went to the Stanley Cup in the first year. And the whole question was, will Vegas, which many people see as a transient city of transplants and disposable people that go there and they get fucked up for three days and they leave, will they support a team like this? And the city embraced it like they've never embraced anything else. Because Vegas is a city that's overlooked. And Vegas is a city that's dumped on. And nobody cares about the people that live there. They care about the strip. And nobody there gives a shit about the strip. And so what I think is cool is here is this city that's been kind of dumped on and overlooked and, and been deemed trashy for the last few decades. And here's the Raiders fans who have been sitting there going, we want to come back and we embrace the fact that we're black and silver. And we wear, like, I actually think it might be this beautiful mix where I'm hoping that the Vegas and the Oakland people can come together and Vegas will go, Oakland, come on down. It's still your team. Because I think it's important. Because when we've had franchises change in the past, when Indy, when Baltimore and, and all that, Baltimore and Cleveland, this is our places. team now. That's it's right. not your team. It's our team now. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping but Vegas you gotta opens think about it. Those up. places kind of already have teams, and they just kind of switched. Vegas has never had a team. Yeah, 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 totally. It may take some time. The younger generation to, to catch up, especially don't, when they don't when, do they're winning. investments unless I'm involved. They're winning because you're gonna have people be like, "I have an investment in a new casino." Man, listen, I just like all the free shit. <laughs> That's it. Swag, swag, swag. All right, take I'm glad you came. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, how much more media do you have left to do? No. Really? None. No. You can enjoy New York. Now, it's good right? that people still give a fuck about you. That's true. Ain't that nice? Yeah. But uh, I know I speak for all the 33% and every, everyone that listens. Uh, it, it was so cool to see the draft and, and like you coming here beforehand and then you end up going to the Raiders uh, and be a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. It's been so cool to watch Hard Knocks and you go on there and, and do your thing and just be you. And the thing that's great about you is the people that matter are the people that 
people love and people upset because it means that like you're just speaking your truth. I know you're not going to stop that. You're always going to have our support. You're the fucking man, bro. You know what I think is crazy? I came on this show and I talked about some of the guys that I thought were going to be really great pros, and they turned out to be my teammates. Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland. Cleveland Farrell. That's fucking wild. This podcast has magical powers. What's up, bro? Raiders winning the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Let's start with See the playoffs. Let's start. <laughs> he said this show got magical yeah. power. For Jonathan Abram. <laughs> for Brian Westbrook. The Rocket Man. Yes. You know to what? say it with your chest. The Rocket. The Rocket. You need a catchphrase. For Jonathan Abram. Say Jaguar Johnny. Jaguar Johnny. <laughs> I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, we will holler at you guys later. Peace out, always.